Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that is rising up to the challenge of our rival, codename Legion Cub. Nice. A little, yeah, little Tiger Force it. reference there, huh? Yes. I'm not gonna let Target I'm not gonna let this go, Target. <laughs> the eye of the Tiger Force. Uh, uh so this is our segment episode where we've got a number of different topics that we're gonna cover. If you missed our news live stream on November 1st. That is available on the Needless Things YouTube channel, as well as an audio version, wherever you found this episode that you're listening to right now. Uh, I also encourage you to check out Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Go to the stories and you can find a link to buy yourself. I'm I'm doing this even though we're not on video anymore. Uh, An Audible Interlude Podcast t-shirt. We appreciate anybody who wants to show support for the show, whether it's buying a t-shirt or whether it's just spreading the word about Audible Interlude. We want to make a nice, big, happy Joe community around these parts. Uh, So we had a lot of fun on that live stream. We will be doing another live stream. Uh, Well, it'll be next week, actually. Uh, as as this recording is posted uh, so just keep an eye on that social media to find out when that's going to happen that's uh, gi joe audible on twitter audible interlude podcast on instagram and with that i do believe it is time gentlemen for us to move on to our first and new relatively new segment This is Rank and File Card, a relatively new segment here on Audible Interlude. It's something where uh, we're going to go back through the history of the G.I. Joe file cards and just do a deep dive on every single file card until this show comes to an end. Uh, So each one of these segment episodes, we'll be taking a look at a different file card and we're going to go in order. We're starting in 1982. Last time around, we uh, took a look at at the time, Colonel Hawk. Uh, and now, this week, we have to go to the other side. We're going to talk about Cobra Commander. <laughs> so when I hadn't, I haven't sat down and really read these file cards and I don't know how long. Uh, everything that I know about these characters is really more from what I remembered of the comics, although I have been going through the comics, I'm, I believe I'm up to uh, issue 80 at this point uh, in my reread. Well, I'm past reread. Now I'm into fresh new read because I don't think I had read anything after maybe 75 or so. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't stick with it, apparently, as long as a lot of other people did, because it's it's all feeling new to me at this point. Uh, I just read a story where, well, this was a special missions. Leatherneck is literally the worst person in the world. And he's just horribly abusive to lifeline for an entire issue until Mm -hmm. lifeline uses some Aikido on a pirate. Yep. And then he's still awful to him. But anyway, (laughs) it's, it's uh, like everything I'm reading seems pretty fresh to me. So anyway, when we are getting to these file cards, like when Cobra Commander popped up for our next selection, what came into your head? Like, do you, did you feel like you were relatively familiar with this material or did you feel like, you know what, I, I could use a refresher. This is new to me. 
as I mentioned I... before, oh, nope, go ahead, no. All right, now I was gonna say, as I mentioned before, like I poured over these file cards as a kid, so I, I there's a lot that I remember about them, but at the same time, it's been a long time since I actually went in and read them all, so um i'm i'm getting i'm getting that kind of like oh yes now i'm 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 getting to so-called this again for the first well time. there's there's an interesting clarification where things that you things that came from the comic or things that because even though larry hama wrote the file cards and the comics the characters are a little bit different in the comics than they're presented in the file cards and obviously the cartoons are are very much different and then there's also ddp and idw so in my head everything I know about these characters is kind of an amalgamation of everything. Yeah. And it's very interesting to go back and see the origin of what the characters were supposed to be. What about you, Christian? Yeah. So this was one that I thought I knew inside and out. There were things that growing up, I always referenced about Cobra commander and going back and actually rereading the file card for the show. I'm now realizing there was so much of what I created for Cobra Commander. Yes. Based off of what was in that file card, I was not very far off. But if you had put a gun to my head, there are certain sentences that I would say, yes, that was on that file card. So it, it's interesting how over the years it has morphed into what childhood me had put onto him. And you yeah, got to think too when when these were being written and Larry, you know, especially with Larry, he's like, all right, we're doing this new toy line. We're you're you're writing the comics, but you're also going to create the dossiers for all these characters. And you get what fourteen that you got to come up with these stories for. Probably he probably had like a week to write all this stuff, and so a lot of this is probably just pretty much off the top of his head. He didn't put as much thought into it as mm-hmm. you would be if you're writing a monthly. Uh, comic book, but wasn't something potentially story. laid out with the the concept that he put GI Joe onto that he already had. Like he may have had these character ideas kind of already in place. From I can't ever remember the name of the original. It was going to be a Nick Fury. Yeah, the Fury Force. Shields. Right. Yep. Which yeah, I'm sure that he probably had a lot of this in his head, but some of it I'm sure was also brand new to him. Because well, because had... some of it would have been specific to Marvel characters and he would have had to change some stuff. Yeah. But then as you're writing uh, this this serialized comic, you're putting characters in situations where you're probably developing their character on the spot. Sure. Especially with the way that Larry writes. Yeah. Right. He write for for listeners that may not know, Larry literally writes it Larry, my pal Lawrence. <laughs> uh, Larry Hama literally writes issue to issue. He does not know when he finishes one issue, he does not necessarily know how they're going to get out of the scrape, what's going to happen. Uh, there's a famous anecdote from him where he talks about uh, Cobra being stuck in quicksand. And then the next issue, they're just out of the quicksand. And he's like, Well, I didn't feel like I needed to show it. They got out of the quicksand. <laughs> like he, he's, he's very uh, seat of his pants writing style. When you're, you know, when you're watching a movie, do you need to see them go to the bathroom every time they go? They just go yeah. off camera sometimes, you know. Although to be fair, escaping quicksand is a little more of a, a specific occurrence than going to the bathroom. Maybe uh, that's how but, they uh... escape the quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, 
So yeah, it's this this just with these first two file cards, this has been an eye-opening experience for me, which is part of the reason why I wanted to do this as a segment because I think it's fascinating to really get back to the core of what these characters were originally meant to be. Now, I think it's fine that they've evolved and changed and had mythology added on to them, whether it's headcanon or things that we've taken from the media, but it is fascinating to see some of the things that are in this file card that, you know, in my own personal Cobra Commander character building have kind of been lost. Uh, so let's run it down. Uh, Cobra Commander, codename, enemy leader. So wait a minute. Right <laughs> off the bat, his codename is enemy leader. So I always understood that is that, especially in 82, G.I. Joe was the one that was putting these code names out because this is G.I. Joe's dossier of Cobra. Okay. So they, like, he was known as Cobra oh. Commander, but to G.I. Joe, this is enemy leader. So if they're if they're on the radio, they're saying, like, enemy leader enemy has been leader. spotted over here. That the, makes sense. Yeah, because Cobra, like, the Cobra Trooper is just the enemy. So, so if the, you see the troopers, you're like, the enemy is here. So the, like, the, the military, if they were fighting somebody named Phil the Terrorist, the guy's proper name is Phil the Terrorist, but they're going to refer to him as like Target Alpha. Mm -hmm. Same kind of deal. I, this is, and I'm going to go back to GoBots for a second. This is why I preferred when they called the GoBots friendly and enemy GoBots, because that's the way that the humans on Earth would see them. When they started calling them Guardians and Renegades later on to give them more of like a, you know, a, a trademarkable name, I, I lost, like, I lost a little bit of that. So I always just looking at this as like, all right, this is this is how they're being classified by the the team that's fighting them or the right, team that's identifying right. them, rather than just like this is a nickname I came up for myself. That's that's very interesting. I like that. I think you're 100 percent correct too. It totally makes sense. Uh, file name classified, but what's interesting about classified is. That suggests that whoever is writing these knows the identity. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, otherwise it some would of say, them say unknown. Right. Yeah. When it's not unknown, it's classified. But I, course, I have a feeling that some of the higher ups in the U.S. military who's fielding this highly trained special mission force, G.I. Joe, they probably have Cobra Commander's true identity on file. Well, I mean, we know, but thank, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Because, of course, we know his real name, but we'll, we'll save that. Yes. For, for a little further down the line. Uh, so one interesting thing I noticed, and this is the kind of detail that I'm only going to pick up on because we are doing these sequentially in this way. Uh, he does not have a serial number, which, of course, goes along with his file name being classified but it's just not even listed there's no like serial number classified it's just not there so i'll be curious as we go along to see if any of because a serial number i'm guessing is specifically to do with the american military so all the joes will have it but none of the enemy troopers i would imagine will have serial numbers uh primary military specialty intelligence now that's interesting He's a spy, first and foremost. Right. And that's not necessarily a characteristic I would attribute to Cobra Commander, but previous to this. I but I yeah. guess gathering of information. Mm. He was originally a GLG 20. 
by the name of Emmett Fitzhume. How does that strike you? <laughs> Spies Like Us is the Cobra <laughs> Commander origin story. Oh <laughs> Actually, Dan Aykroyd. Wait, Dan Aykroyd was Fitzhume, right? Uh, it's I have not seen. No, I think Chevy Chase is Fitzhume. I don't know. Whatever the case, if you haven't seen Spies Like Us, you should see it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's a very funny movie. Uh, so yeah, intelligence, uh, secondary military specialty, ordnance. Which now you're thinking, why does he need Destro so bad? Well, because experimental weapons, weaponry is one of his specialties. It's one of his specialties, but that just means that he has a familiar familiarity and a, a with and a passion for this stuff. Not necessarily that he's good at making it. He just has a knowledge of it. And besides, yeah. he's too busy making plans and stuff. He needed somebody else to create the weapons for him. But do you know what I like about this, about this parenthetical attribution right here, this experimental weaponry? This actually makes the rise of Cobra origin seem more accurate than I had realized. Yeah. Because Dr. Rex Lewis, that's exactly what he was dealing with was experimental weaponry. And there's more, but we'll get to it. It there also makes quite a few of the Sunbow plots oh, make yeah. a lot oh, yeah. more sense. Uh, so no birthplace is listed, or rather it's classified again. Uh, and then his grade, Commander-in-Chief. What a wonderful self-aggrandizing, <laughs> like self-bestowed grade. Commander-in-Chief of the nation of cobra well yep he eventually became the head of the nation of cobra so it all it's all fitting that's right that's absolutely right uh and then we get into the description which is absolute power total control of the world it's people wealth and resources that's the objective of cobra commander uh which this is where I, so I've gone back and forth a lot on how I properly denote a lot of things in GI Joe for a long, long time. I had always capitalized Cobra, uh, which it does. Cobra mm -hmm. does stand for, I cannot remember off the top of my head what it is. Something order of reptilian, something apostates. Oh gosh. Hang on, we gotta look it up. <laughs> Acronym, isn't that the word for what this yes. is? Mm -hmm. We're getting there. The Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. Wait not a minute. That. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Although not that's that. fitting for its Tomax and Zamon. <laughs> I, I always whenever I've gotten laid off from a job and I found out I had to join Cobra if I wanted to get health insurance, it was always kind of upsetting <laughs> to me. Um, it's actually uh word burglar drops it in one of his rhymes. Okay. Benevolent. Oh man. Uh, it's not anywhere on the internet. The what? something order of benevolent reptilian apostate, something, something <laughs> along those lines. Now, did uh, Word Burglar are... come up with that on his own, or is that something that is canonical somewhere? Uh, that's a good conversion question. by blackmail, revolution, and anarchy. But oh my Hama, gosh! But Larry Hama vehemently denies this. 
Wow. Okay. So, so this is where social media comes in handy. Everybody listening to this right now, (laughs) shouting at your dashboard, shoot us a message, (laughs) audible interlude podcast on Instagram and tell us what you think Cobra stands for. But back to my point is I had always capitalized Cobra. And then I saw in different places that, that they don't always do that. It's just, there's so much conflicting stuff. I think you just take what you want in a lot of cases. Uh, but in this instance, it is capitalized C-O-B-R-A, Commander. Mm-hmm. This fanatical leader rules with an iron fist. He demands total loyalty and allegiance. His main battle plan for world control relies on revolution and chaos. Can I, can I tell you that when I was seven years old and I read this file card, I literally thought Cobra Commander had an iron fist. (laughs) I did not know that that was just a A figure of speech. Yes. So I, in, in my canon, Cobra Commander had a metal hand. So you had. Like uh, Dr. Claw. Well, Destro had a metal head. Uh, Major Blood had like a robot arm and Cobra Commander had a, had an iron fist. Um, it was not until a little bit later on that I realized that much like, and we'll get to him later, Wild Weasel did not actually cut his teeth in the Bush Wars. <laughs> How do you even cut your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, you know, there's a good chance because there were tons of things like that that I remember from when I was a kid. I remember going to my mom or my dad and asking, like, what does this mean? Uh, with a number of things and as we get through the file cards i'm sure some of them will will spark my memory more than others but i i think there's probably a good chance i thought the exact same thing uh but but to get back to revolution and chaos this to me in my head canon that's what the dreadnoughts are for the dreadnoughts are sent in almost like a sons of anarchy type group to sort of disrupt the region that Cobra is trying to do whatever they're trying to do with. They're there as, as a, a seed for crime, as a way to upset the local regimes. Like that's what the dreadnoughts are, are for just sort of random destruction and anarchy. It also kind of puts an interesting spin on the, um, uh, renegades version of cobra and cobra commander Mm. yeah they're Mm -hmm. this giant global corporation that has minions that they're paying throughout the world to essentially cause chaos in these small towns yeah i uh this file card is fascinating in in the way that it's kind of realigning my perception of cobra commander (laughs) Uh, He personally led uprisings in the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and other trouble spots, uh, which is another thing that I don't necessarily think of in my version of Cobra Commander, but it goes back to the intelligence thing we were talking about, where he is this center of information, and he uses uh, his knowledge, his ability to glean information about social structures and political structures around the world to, to go in and create these uprisings and, and uh, you know, the, a lot of the stuff that we saw now, granted, he wasn't generally the one doing it, but a lot of the stuff that we saw in the Marvel comics mm-hmm. uh, with Cobra and sometimes the American government disrupting different local governments, uh, just uh, interesting stuff. And I mean, real stuff that happens. 
uh, responsible for kidnapping scientists, businessmen, and military leaders, then forcing them to reveal their top secrets. And again, Ooh, it seems like a plot to a, an issue of a comic book right, right. there <laughs> or a cartoon. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just that's that's how we meet Cobra Commander in issue number one of uh, Real American Hero is he's kidnapping a scientist. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I. It, in that headcanon that I mentioned, that's just an amalgamation of, of all kinds of different things. I had always kind of gone with Cobra Commander as the jilted American businessman who got sick of the system and formed this pyramid scheme type of thing to recruit revolutionaries and eventually almost inadvertently build an army, a, a military force. Uh, but this it suggests an actual military background mm -hmm. uh and what's interesting is once again that lines up perfectly with dr rex lewis from rise of cobra yeah i mean that nothing in this file card contradicts the character of rex lewis in rise of cobra which is fascinating to me because watching Rise of Cobra, my thought was, well, this is a different take on Cobra Commander, but it 100% is not. It is absolutely true to what this file card says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is wild. Uh, so in reading this, and that par before we move on from that, in that paragraph, was there anything that jumped out at you guys or anything that kind of affirmed things or maybe contradicted things that you thought? The responsible for kidnapping scientists, businessmen, and military leaders. Um, so that reaffirmed some of what I thought, at least from my play pattern of, of Cobra Commander, um, sort of as a... I, it, I, so the phrase that I thought was in the card was describing him as the used car salesman. So where you thought he was like the jilted businessman mm -hmm. for me, he was just this disillusioned person who had, when I thought intelligence as a kid, there was the spy aspect like Baroness or Scarlet, but then there was also the ability to convince people to do right. their work for you. Like right. to Cobra Commander never necessarily got his hands dirty, but he would convince you to go and do this thing for him. And, and when he had, whenever they would kidnap these scientists, um, or in my play pattern, it was not necessarily always scientists, but like you know, other military people, he was convincing them to work for Cobra and to give up their secrets. Like they wanted to give their secrets to him. Right. He would get like, them to the point where he convinced them of his ideology yeah and venomous ideology by the way <laughs> uh and like that's he he was the smooth talker he was the uh who's that motivational speaker guy the tony uh, robbins tony yes robbins. yes yeah. he was more of a tony robbins yeah and that's kind of where i was coming at coming uh from with the character as well i think you and i had very similar takes on 
wherever we got our idea of Cobra Commander. Well, and of course, we also have the background that was established where he was a used car salesman, and that goes along with that, too. He's a guy that is there to talk you into something. What is that from, though? uh, Wasn't that... Was that ever discussed in the comics, in the Marvel comics, right? Not so far. Okay, not in the, so not maybe in the I'm misremembering. That That's read, the thing is, I very distinctly remember that being somewhere. a description for him, and I thought it was that file card, unless it's maybe on a one of the other versions of Cobra Commander. I, I don't know. And again, this is where the listeners, one one or more listeners out there, knows exactly what we're talking about right now shouting at the dashboard so listener you <laughs> get to a safe spot don't text and drive when you stop your vehicle pull out audible interlude podcast on instagram and shoot us a message and let us know where the heck this used car salesman came from because we we've all seen it and i i can't as i've said in my review videos, oh Oh. In 1984's G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero number 26, we found out the young man who became Cobra's leader started out as a used car salesman. And see, my 46-year-old brain has already forgotten that I read that sometime <laughs> yeah. in the last several months. Because wow, I, I, mean, I, I, I read them about five years ago the last time all the way through, and I remember the – because you see Cobra Commander has a family um, at one point in the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a son who who right. his son is some kind of magical creature that ages between eight and eighteen over the course of several issues. Like, hey, he I'd rather have that. Forth. I'd rather have that than you know, because he actually, I mean, he ages. I think in fairly normal time. Nope. He's a, he is just a few like within the last ten issues. He was like eighteen years old, super wise debating philosophy with storm shadow holding his own in a battle and now in the issues i'm in right now he's like eight again it's okay. bizarre how so I, the continuity is messed up there i'll have to look at that again because i i kind of remember him you know when you first meet him he's the, the he's a, basically a boy scout who's there well, to no kill he, his dad. he does up until um they get to the issue where he meets jinx mm-hmm up until that point, he I'm not going to say he's aging normally. He, there is definitely some advanced aging going on in service of the plot. But by the time he meets Jinx, he would seem to be 16 to 18 years old. Where it was when he's first trying to murder Cobra Commander, he's like eight. Huh. It's a little ridiculous. But I can accept that because at least it's a forward progression. But now the issues I'm in right now where he's in New York with the blind master storm shadow and jinx. And he's mm-hmm. like eight again. He's a small child again. Weird. And doesn't know anything. Doesn't understand honor or anything again. It's so weird. It's odd. At least it's because I, I always, at least it's not like a breaking bad slash walking dead scenario where you have a kid that you cast to play a character on a show that takes place over the course of a year and a half in a seven year filming well, period. that's literally what happens with him initially, though. Yeah. Like th- he gets aged up very quickly because of the way that Larry Hama wants to tell the story. But then he ages him back down, and it's bizarre. Anyway, mm. we're not here to talk about Billy. We'll get to his file card in like twelve years or something. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> uh, finally, we get our quote from from this nameless uh purveyor of information 
Cobra Commander is hatred and evil personified, corrupt, a man without scruples, possibly the most dangerous, probably the most dangerous man alive. This is how I knew what the word scruples meant when I was, <laughs> again, seven years old. And why when the game of scruples came out uh, in the mid 80s, I knew what that word meant. <laughs> so Thank probably, you, G.I. Joe. Probably the most dangerous man alive. It's a very interesting thing to say because that's a quality you would attribute more to like a James Bond type character, which this file card has to a certain extent described a, a James Bond-like character. Uh, really, really changes my perspective on Cobra Commander. I got to say. In, in refreshing myself on this, uh, you know, now more than ever, I just see Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> I never had a problem with the Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, uh, casting for Cobra Commander. No, I didn't either. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a fantastic actor, and he I personally think he did a great job. We still have not reviewed that movie. We were supposed to do it, I think, like last summer. Yeah. <laughs> we just we'll save it we for a special it. occasion right right we'll get around to it at some point and and retaliation at some point as well yeah i'm less enthusiastic about that one <laughs> but we'll get there uh, although it does feature uh the punisher is firefly so that's a good thing <laughs> Welcome to Missing in Action. Uh, we are once again doing something a little different this episode. Uh, by request of listener Fred Braca, the head Braca, uh, we are making our top 10 lists of most wanted classified figures. But this time, we're going to talk about non-A Real American Hero Joes, which means uh, characters that were not featured in the original cartoon or comic book. Uh, or I guess what the 82 to 94 line, right? We're looking outside. That's what I took it as. Yeah. We're looking outside of that original context. Uh, and Christian, why don't you start us off this time? Okay. So my first pick uh, is the Sigma six bat. Oh, as oh, okay. much as the original bat uh you know when i was younger was meh, um i and i was not into the sigma six figures this bat was gifted to me by one of my joe friends oh nice uh and i loved this figure um and he had a very prominent uh shelf spot with my solo Chagokins for the longest time. And eventually I was like, oh, I don't really have, you know, I never got into Sigma Six. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and gift him on to somebody else. And I have regretted it for years. So I would love to see a classified version of him. Okay. So I'm looking online and it looks like there were a couple of different Sigma Six bats. I'm seeing a Ninja Bat and a Sky Bat. The sky bat was the one I was gifted. He blue with like yes. the pistons coming off of his arms and the yep. uh, the the wings. Yeah, 
I mean, I like both of these designs quite a bit. I'm I'm a fan of the uh, sort of prototype looking more robotic bats that have been used in, in the media from time to time. And this certainly goes in line with that. Uh, this is very cool. I would love to see this in classified. I, I would yeah. love to see, you know, anything that's a little more like robotic and, and intro. I mean, this is what we always, or what I always go back to. This is toyetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would be fantastic. Excellent yeah. pick. Uh, my first pick and I don't, I'm trying to think, have Doc or Life, Doc and Lifeline haven't been announced yet, have they? Nope. Mm-mm. No, because uh, I, I was going back and forth on which one I wanted to choose for my last. Uh, right, right. With Doc. Well, uh, in, in lieu of our Joe medical units, uh, my first pick is our Cobra medical personnel, and that is Scalpel. That's, that's, a good oh, one. that's one that didn't even cross my mind pick. for this. But yeah, that's a that's a great pick. I love this wacky figure with this backpack with the like armatures on it. Uh and the fact that he's in like the blue surgical scrub colors, but is very much a cobra. Um I just always really liked this character and it just makes sense for Cobra to have their own version of uh, a field doctor. But yeah, I would love to see these weird little armatures that come over his shoulders. Uh, You know, this mask and headgear would be very interesting to see uh, classified update of. And that's uh, one of the things that I love about some of the picks that I made is they're from the clunky, uh, G.I. Joe versus Cobra or Valor versus Venom era. So they're really interesting designs that could be streamlined and updated for classified in a very, very cool way, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, he, you know, he's got the colors are great. He looks very medical. But yeah, a, a Cobra, a singular Cobra specialist like this is something I'd be very interested in. I don't know if I'd want him. Uh, with a removable helmet or with just that balaclava. Uh, He's been depicted a few different ways. Um, He's got the instruments on his chest. There there are a lot of possibilities to do some really cool stuff with this character in Classified. Yeah, it's a great choice. This is one that's been in the back of my mind. I think we discussed it before as a potential costume that I'd love to do one day. Oh, yeah, it'd be fantastic. And, And those... Okay, so let me ask you guys... For the classified version, do you give him those Cobra logo knee pads? Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> that would Some really bring things the costume about him too. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Uh, Noel, what is your first pick? For my first pick, I'm gonna get extreme. Um, I have to go with. I've always loved this character design, even though I had no interest in GI Joe Extreme. But the leader of Scar. The Iron Claw. That's uh, one of my picks. Uh, <laughs> specifically, uh, the the V2, I think, is the one that's got the purple, uh, like the dark blue with the purple and the gold. Um, that's my favorite. Look oh, okay, Claw. okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's always been just a really striking looking villain. Um, I know they, they did release him in the 25th line, so he has 
been released in other versions in the past but i always thought this is a character that should have been incorporated more into other gi joe stories maybe it's kind of like you know a- another rival villain group uh, like they when they brought in um the red shadows into the uh, idw comics at one point yeah he, i mean he would definitely fit under that category for sure Sorry, I'm uh, I'm searching through to find alternate picks because I was foolish and only picked ten. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm poking around right now as I do this. Uh, Christian, why don't you tell us your second? <clears throat> okay, so I don't know if this is bending the rules, but seeing as how. The G.I. Joe line became, well, Action Force existed before G.I. Joe and then sort of melded into it. My number two pick that I want to see in Classified is the Action Force Kraken. So he is like a creature from the Black Lagoon looking villain with a harpoon gun. And a red leotard. Yeah. Oh, Um, yes, yes. I want more monsters and I love underwater characters. So, yep. Yeah, yeah I, I included Action Force when oh, making good. these decisions too. So, yeah, I you, think pre, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, we'll, we'll say American, you know, a real American hero. That's, right. that's outside of that. So, absolutely. Yeah, and, All I included right. Action Force and I included like fun school variations from around the world too because they were not a real American hero. Oh, ah, yeah, see, I almost went that route and then it was like, mm, they're using the molds. I think they'll call me out on it. <laughs> no, no, Darn. I think that's fair. I think that's okay. fair. I can't find the character I'm looking for. This is going to drive me crazy. Uh, all right, well, I can go on to my next one anyway. Uh, I very much, mostly for story reasons, want to see barrel roll uh barrel roll was a character hang on my my notes are all discombobulated now <laughs> i just think of, of star fox right now so thrown off by iron Cl- oh my gosh do a barrel roll uh barrel roll uh was first released in 2003 he was a deluxe figure and uh what's interesting about him and this will well for some listeners this is probably already given away my next pick uh but barrel roll is a fixed wing aircraft pilot and a marksmanship instructor and he has a sibling in gi joe and we'll we'll get into that uh with my next pick but uh, I also just like the idea of uh, this guy with this cool kind of uh, personal glider type thing. It's almost like an update of the claw. Um, and I don't, you could do it. Diff- there are a couple different versions of barrel roll you might go with, uh, but I would want the more pilot aerial version with this personal uh, little personal aircraft type vehicle. I think that would be very cool. And of course, his name is Dwight K. Stahl. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I like the, the aerial specialist is very cool. I want this glider included with him, but it's, it's more than just that. Uh, but we'll get to it. Uh, so Noel, what is your second pick? You know, I got a dreadnought, so, uh, I've got to go with keeping it in the family of Zartan, Zartan's daughter, Zanya. Um, I've always loved this character design and, uh, I've just, you know, loved to see her done as a classified figure. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. And, and I'm actually a little surprised she's not on my list. I probably would want, um, she's got the dreadlocks. She's got just, she has a great unique look. Mm-hmm. I think that's what made her interesting when she came along in the because I, I first remember her from the I think the DDP comics. Yep. Is, do. Or is when she first showed up. Uh and she had a very unique different look. And, and at the time it felt modern, like while well, they're trying to make what a dreadnought lady would look like now. Uh, but it works, it's really cool, and, and she does have a unique great look, and I would look forward, you know, I would imagine especially with some of the names that we've got on the list now, we'll see her sooner than later. But that, that's an excellent choice. Yeah, I don't. this is not one that I, I think is a fantasy choice. I think this is one that is realistic if they continue doing some, you know, if they've done a Kamakura, then I think Azania is not out of the question at all. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, which, by the way, my review of Kamakura is available on the Needless Things YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, and I have some not particularly nice things to say. Uh, about that particular figure release although despite the fact that during the review i said at least 10 different negative things about that figure one of the comments i got on the review was hasblo shill boy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what do you want what do you want from me Uh, you're only supposed to say bad things about them I While guess purchasing so. their products. I guess so. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we're back around to Christian for your third pick. Yeah. So for my third pick, we are getting a deluxe set with an animal. And we are going back to G.I. Joe Adventure Team and the Eight Ropes of Danger set. So old school undersea diving oh, outfit wow. with the, the bell helmet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. An octopus. Come on. A classified scaled octopus with articulated tentacles, a treasure chest. I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, even thinking of going in that direction, but uh that's uh that's a good choice. And that would be a great uh like convention exclusive set or, or something along those lines. They just have to find a way to get that octopus in as many sets as possible. He's and the octopus, as much as I'm not a fan of bendy things on toys, because the wires are always going to break. He's got to have bendy arms. I, I am ever since, um, Boss Fight Studios did the articulated snake bodies. I feel like we can step away from wire bendy and just give me some 
articulation but like that. Octopus yeah, internal tentacles articulation. are just not gonna look. If you do internal inter- in- internal in- uh, articulation, oh wait, is that what boss fight is? You can't see the joints with a rubber coating on top. I know that yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I mean, you, you do know, that. It works because of the scales, but yeah, there's not like um, normal joints. It's a ball and socket, but then the piece is big enough where it's at that it's. I think you and Noel are talking about things that are completely different. He's he's talking. You're talking about talking about is more like the the swamp thing DC Classics that had the articulation with the rubber body. And if they can do something like that, because that would be what I would want for Globulus as well. Although it's funny you bring up that swamp thing. I just moved all of my DC Universe Classics figures into the other room. I I managed to make room for more shelves somehow. Uh, so I've, I've actually, I, hang on, this, this is no good for the listeners, but you guys will see it. See those shelves right there. Yeah. That's where my DC universe classics were. And now I I'm actually not sure what's going to be there. Thundercats are over there at the moment, but I don't think they're going to stay, but I've got all this space now, but anyway, moving my DC universe classics, I picked up that swamp thing and he is so sticky and disgusting. Oh, His yeah. plastic's already disintegrating. It's no, it's not. It hasn't deteriorated at all, and all the articulation still works really nicely. But he just has this sticky film on him, I, and I'm hesitant to rinse him off. Uh, don't use water. I'll send you an article that will help with that because my oh my, gosh. my legacy uh, job of the hut had the same issue. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, enough about other toy lines, right? Uh all right. Oh, I'm next, uh, which is good because it means I get to go ahead and talk about Blackout, who is Barrel Roll's brother <laughs> who turned and joined Cobra. Uh, Blackout was originally a green shirt, and uh, over the course of events, he gets captured by Cobra and is offered the chance to join Cobra, and he does and only refrains from murdering lady J because his brother begs him not to do it. He later on leads strikes, uh, with Cobra, uh, against the Joes. And, uh, yeah, just very, I love the, the brother against brother dynamic of barrel roll and blackout. Uh, it was one of the great things from the, the comics and from the toys, because this was stuff was mentioned in their file cards as well at the time. Uh, so I want both of these characters I, and, I, and the, the cool thing about blackout is you have the potential to do him as a Joe and as a Cobra. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would love to see both of those happen. Hmm. Not uh, all very right. familiar with the figure or the character, but uh, yeah, that's a, it's, it's a cool dynamic to have. It was a great man. I, I, the devil's do stuff. I really love those devil's do comics. I, I really, really do. And if anybody's out there that like, is kind of hungry for more Joe, but never read those devils do uh, seek them out. There's some really good stuff in there. There's also well, some okay. really bad stuff in there too. Well, and that's, <laughs> I haven't read it since it was coming out. I loved it at the time and things like this, I know are still cool, but yeah, I, I do. Once I'm done with the real American hero run, the original run, I'm going to go back and reread devils do and I know there's going to be some stuff that I'm going to be cringing at a little bit. We'll see. 
Well, I have at least one or two Devils do when it's on my short list here that I might get to. So we'll see. Well, and that's the thing is, is, you know, regardless of the comics or whatever, there's some fantastic character designs mm-hmm. from that era. Uh, all right, Noel, what do you got next? All right. Well, I got one dreadnought knocked out. I'm going to have to do another one. Oh, wow. And another lady. Um, I got to, I got to get me a heart wrencher figure. And mm. I think that, uh, they could do a lot with this by having, because I've, you know, I've always imagined that Heart Ridger's a little bit bigger of a character, a female character. She's not going to be like yeah. as small and petite as some of the other. So you you make a little bit taller figure, um, give her a little bit more muscle tone. Um, you know, she's got kind of a similar outfit to the Zorana or the Zanya, where they've got like the one, like the, that top that kind of slings over. So look, I'm going to be honest. I pictured China. Well, no. So I already so you know how the torpedo figure that we got the render of looks a lot like ricky starks um yeah somebody's a wrestling fan i want my heart wrencher to be rhea ripley oh okay yeah haircut Absolutely. and everything so yes. that's that's what i'm picturing for that for that figure um with that gigantic i mean i want and i want that wrench to be like half of her body length yeah and those the big giant shoulders and the arms and oh yeah get well done yeah 100 percent on board with that that's great perfect uh all right you mentioned rhea ripley and completely threw me off of my game now i feel like i need to <laughs> i i wish i was dominic mysterio and that's the <laughs> that's the first time in the history of the planet anybody's ever said that uh <laughs> What is what is happening? Where are we? Christian? <laughs> Christian, save me from this Australian fantasy I'm suddenly embroiled in. Uh, okay. Well Punch I, me, Rhea. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I am staying in the adventure team era for a little bit longer, and I've talked about this figure before, but I want a deluxe classified intruder okay the caveman alien i want him to be (laughs) larger than a normal sized um classified joe oh yeah he's got to be big doesn't thick exactly doesn't need an action feature just just a big bruiser um and i would absolutely army build him or at least for me, army building is two. <laughs> you know what? I want him, if they were to do this, speaking of DC Universe classics, I would want the intruder to be the size of the build-a-figure Arkillo. That thickness. That would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thickness and that yeah. width. Yeah. Uh, or or for, a more a- recent, for a more recent example, uh, the build-a-figure King Shark from... Uh, the mm. the not the McFarlane one, the Mattel one from right, right before the DC line died. Again, that 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 width and that heft, yeah, would be very cool to see in classified. I would like that, and then they could potentially use that buck for maybe uh, some of the other like monstrous or alien figures. Yeah, I love that. I'm I'm all I'm all in on weird aliens and robots and monsters and classified because i just want to see how the team would handle that stuff Mm -hmm. 
Uh, all right, next up, and one that honestly, I'm, I'm I'm almost a little surprised hasn't been announced at least as a name only reveal yet. Uh, Agent Helix. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, one of the latest, greatest. Adi- I mean, I say latest. I think she was added in 2010 or 11. Uh, awesome looking character. Uh, if you're a fan of Aeon Flux, like she definitely has some of that flavor to her. Um, and very interesting, uh, almost uh, on the spectrum a little bit, personality wise. Like, I found this to be a yeah. very interesting character and an awesome look. Uh, and I think she'll make her way to classified. Uh, I almost didn't pick her because she seems like such an obvious thing to add, especially as we, you know, have said a few times in the wake of Kamakura and kind of opening that door to post uh, 2000 characters. Yeah. She was one that was also when we first reviewed the launch of the GI Joe website, she was one of the characters that was featured on there. So she's one that they, definitely have some interest in yeah she's she is uh on hasbro's mind in some capacity yes uh noel what is your next pick um you know what i'm i'm going with another lady in this case and i mentioned i was going to do some uh devil's do era stuff so we're just going to go ahead and go with mistress armada yes uh the 100 uh, percent the the I guess the heir apparent to the Baroness in that story, because she was the girlfriend of Laird Destro, the son of Destro, Alexander Destro, um, and just a great looking character, uh, just a really interesting character from the comics. Uh, I've always thought she's kind of gotten the gotten the shaft um, as far as characterization goes beyond that that initial story. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% down with that. A great choice. Uh and and look at you with all the devil's do stuff. Right? I just won. <laughs> well, I'm Zanya. Zanya. Oh yeah, I guess Zanya was do. devil's do as well. Yeah. Well, and I, Heart where, no, Heart Rancher's IDW, isn't she? I believe she yeah, she should have been IDW. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh yeah, 100% on board. Love it. Uh Christian what do you got next? Okay, so we are going back to Action Force because I do love a diving bell helmet, and I would love to see Muton. Yes. <laughs> I actually am I'm aware of this because of that weird diving bell because he's not he is not a an undersea character, right? No, not at all. What, so what uh, is this it, guy? It's, it's a remold, or you know, a reuse um, of an existing character. As far as his backstory, um, gosh, I gotta try and look it up. An evil genius that threatens the world. Okay. Um, he is equipped with a head-mounted weapon and radar dish. So, for our listeners. Imagine the diving bell helmet, and on the side portholes, they have tacked in lasers. <laughs> on the front porthole, they have tacked in like this red, uh, clear plastic to be kind of like an LED display. Um, and then on the top, where the air holes would go, he has a radar dish. <laughs> <laughs> it is, um, 
He looks like a cobbled together like Doctor Who villain. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just whatever they found on the set, they could assemble yes. to make a costume. Yes, and I love it for that. <laughs> it and is, I mean, that's literally what he is. Yeah. It is absolute <laughs> insanity, and I think that's why I love it. And I don't, I don't necessarily want them to update him. I mean, like, I want that radar dish yeah. to be a big radar dish. Yeah, yeah. Because if they update too much, then it kind of loses the point of of getting this bizarre character. They could almost so this do... does say here that he is a robot. So I guess he's the red shadow version of a bat. Um, they could almost do a like if it, well they don't do biographies anymore. But if they were to do a biography, it could almost be something where he was an unearthed like prototype. Like mm. from the fifties that Cobra Commander or Dr. Mindbender found somewhere. Yes. And has just, you know, cleaned it up and now has it as because it's because it's analog technology, it uh it has a certain imperviousness to Joe's like hacking into it or interfering with it in any way. It's just this unstoppable machine because it's all self-contained. I oh, like I like that. this. Let's do this. <laughs> Another one of Dr. Mindbender's weird little toys. That's great. Yes. Uh, well, mine, uh, my next pick is also on a sort of odd technological edge and, and also story driven as, as my last few were. Uh, and that is Wraith. Ah, uh, mm. yes. That was one that I had that on my list. one of mine. So great storyline he's this mercenary that the joes and cobras are both trying to recruit and destro is the only one that can figure out like this guy doesn't care about anything he just wants to destroy uh so destro gives him this suit this stealth suit uh very much like ghost from marvel comics uh that he's destro now i was a little disappointed destro did not invent this suit he stole it from the chinese government uh, but still, we get the same end where this guy ends up working with Destro uh, and has this awesome looking suit. They did two different versions of the figure, one uh, not in stealth mode and then one in stealth mode. And they're both great. Uh, just a cool looking, very different type of G.I. Joe design uh, that I dig quite a bit. And I think it would be great in classified. And I think you do both versions. I think you do one uh, is just a standard release and you do the stealth version as, you know, a PulseCon exclusive or whatever. And, you know, Hasbro loves reusing a mold. Well, every toy oh, yeah. company, every yeah. toy company loves reusing a mold. Just do a nice translucent version. And I'm all over that. Speaking yeah. of which, Love off topic it. slightly, I've been waiting for that spirit of Jaga figure you know I have. <laughs> it's finally coming out. Uh, all right, Noel, what do you got next? All right, so I am going to dip into uh, other countries this time. Um, I'm going to go to uh, the uh, Brazilian market, and I'm picking Cobre de Aso as my next uh, choice. Oh if you're gosh. not familiar, how is that spelled? Uh, Cobra D E A. And it's uh, it's uh, the, the the soft C O, but A C O. You should be able to find it. Um, oh, he wow. is 
he is of course a, a a a figure that was originally molded from the body of flash slash grand slam and the head of snake eyes except the color scheme of course he's in black he's in bright yellow he's got a big cobra emblem right there on this on his chest and his head is like vac metal uh steel yes so uh it's just it's always just been a very toyetic looking uh, character i've always you know this is one that fetches a lot of money on the aftermarket now um but i think it would do a great i think it'd be a great classified figure it also now you're gonna have a body you have to make your flash now that's Um, right (laughs) so uh yeah um and and of course this character actually very similar to wraith he's like the toughest he's like the toughest member of cobra in the uh in the fiction so uh another another character that could uh you know just be kind of one of those those badasses yeah this is fantastic i love these colors i love the silver i love the the uh metal head um obviously we're more likely to see this show up as a reaction figure well yeah and that's this is one that i'm actually surprised has not shown up we got the commando uh snake eye or the what do you call it um the blue snake eyes whatever it is yeah that one yeah this is when as soon as i saw that one i was like well they're gonna have to do a cobra dasso at some point yeah that's great i look forward to seeing this in whatever form it comes out but yeah i'd love a classified one because as you said then we've got flash and grand slam on the table as well awesome pick i love it uh christian what you got next okay so we are hopping on the plane over to argentina and I want to see Glenda. Ah, that's one of mine. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so she, but as opposed oh, to yeah, just that's... making the existing Scarlet figure blue and silver, I, I want her in this exact she, yeah, look she with has the unitards. Yeah, yeah. It, it can't it can't be a repaint of the existing classified scarlet which i mean they need they need to go back and revisit that anyway yes. right uh yeah this is great and look again with the vac metal mm-hmm. i don't know if they're gonna get into the vac metal with classified no no i i, I doubt i'll be okay much. without Des- it despite the fact that mattel is very competently done quite a few vac metal figures in the origins line now well and they've gotten better with vac metal i know there was a time in like any vac metal done in the 90s just completely fell apart yeah um the stuff that was done a lot of the stuff done in the 70s 80s just like you it it faded and you can see like the yellow plastic underneath but well mattel has a new process it's not vac metal i cannot remember what it's called for the life of me uh it is a different process but it looks it's i mean it looks like vac metal but it's a different thing okay um so once again hasbro let's let's catch up to mattel shall we yeah this would be fantastic i would even if they don't get you know the shiniest silver in the world uh this is just a cool character design that i dig and i don't want uh because the 25th line did just scarlet's head on this uniform i want like a different character Mm -hmm. and the fact that she came with the communication headset piece that like i i have no idea if over in argentina she had any sort of bio 
but that's what I've always pictured her as kind of like the female counterpart to breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, my next pick, uh, we've actually discussed this a lot already. This episode, I want a Dr. Rex Lewis. figure. Ah. Uh, I, and I want it to have the weird mask that he has at the beginning of the movie. But I also want that clear one he puts on at the end of the movie. Uh, I want the lab coat, uh, and I want the snake in a box that he, the cobra in the box that he makes the neo viper put the hand into. Uh, I just I like that movie, man, and <laughs> I would love to see. This sort of early version of Cobra Commander, I, I would just dig it a lot. And the cool thing is, you don't, uh, as much as it would be great to have, you know, the likeness of Joseph Gordon Levitt for the upper face, it's not necessary at all. So you can do that without his likeness. Uh, but with that, you know, with that parted hair and the mask, and then you just have the removable uh, hairpiece and put the clear mask on top of it. I think that would be a fantastic looking classified figure. It's a, it's an interesting design. So that uh, that is my yeah. next pick. And I, I I I dipped into some movie ideas for a couple of them, and we'll see how it how it, which ones I pick as the list goes <laughs> on. But I may or may not have one or two from the movies. Uh, Noel, what do you got next? I'm going to go in a little different direction this time. Um, you know, we, we, we have a lot of animals on the G.I. Joe team, and especially lately, you know, we've got, a, we've got our, our timbers. Uh, we're going to get, uh, we're going to eventually get our, 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 our um, mutton junkyard figure. Um, we've got uh, spirits, got freedom with them. We're going to get Polly. So somebody's got to take care of the animals. So ah. we need G.I. Ah. Joe's resident veterinarian, Dr. Link Talbot on the scene. He was almost <laughs> on my list. For so real. Close. This is <laughs> so close. Just the like the idea that G.I. Joe had a veterinarian has always just been amusing to me. I, they would have it to make sense because yes. they have so many animals in their employ. Yes. So you need a guy like that on your support staff, like hanging back at the pit. But he's also got, you know, he came with this giant like machine gun uh or like it was like a like a rocket launcher yeah, a grenade I don't launcher know what gun. It is. um and just a really wacky outfit he's you know got like the the, the tank top with the gi joe across it yeah uh, so you know it would look good as a classified figure and uh you know kind of has a role i think he needs an animal companion though which, yeah i would agree uh, you, you figured the veterinarian would come with one you so, know what he uh, needs he needs a squirrel with a little lab coat there you go. <laughs> that's that's it, Professor Squirrel. <laughs> Doctor Dr. Nutso. <laughs> Link Talbot and Dr. Nutso. That's exactly what needs to happen. Uh yeah, I'm I'm into that. Like I said, he was so close to being on my list anyway, but then I looked at him, and as much as I would like more printed tees on the <laughs> Joe classified team, uh Looking at the Cobra Island roadblock, it's not the best look sometimes. Uh, <laughs> although I will say the big tiger head on Outback is pretty nice. So, yeah. uh, let's see. Christian, what you got next? Okay, so 
we are jumping to in 2008. There was a Joe Con exclusive set, but I'm not doing a whole deluxe set this time. For Why search not? for go ahead, treat yourself. No, treat yourself. no, because I just want the Sasquatch from Search for Sasquatch. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I I want my Joes to have more than just Cobra. To fight. A lot of monsters going on here. <laughs> what can I say? I have a feeling if we were to do a poll after this episode, <laughs> no one would. Have. <laughs> I'm also a child of the '70s, and sorry, but Bigfoot was totally a thing. So anytime. Did you get Mattel's Andre the Giant as Bigfoot figure? No. They it was part of I the don't WWE. Think I remember seeing that. The WWE Hollywood line that they oh did. That you probably saw at Walmart. They had uh like John Cena from the Fast and the Furious. They had the Rock from the Fa- Rock and Roman Reigns from Fast and the Furious. Uh yeah. Roddy Roddy Piper from They Live. Oh my well, gosh. The last wave that came out that never actually hit stores. They did Andre the Giant as Sasquatch from the six million dollar man. I would have bought it if I had seen it. Never showed up in stores, shockingly. Mm. Uh, but you could get it online. It was pretty available. I don't I'll know have to look for it. Now. Yeah, you should. It's and it looks amazing. It's it's soft goods fur. Oh wow. Okay. It's, because it's, when I was looking at this, obviously, because this is in a 12-inch scale. It's soft goods fur, and I would kept thinking, well, for classifieds, I don't know that I need soft no, goods. No. If there's it not would... a good way to do it, I want sculpted, but I want it to be as big, if not slightly bigger, than my intruder. Yeah, yeah. I, well, it needs to be the size, so- basically the size of like the Wendigo from Marvel Legends, mm. like that big. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd buy it. Now, look, uh, chances are every single thing that we've mentioned so far, I would buy. You guys have not thrown <laughs> up a blue ninja yet. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Oh. Uh, all right. My next pick uh, and another one that I'm almost a little surprised hasn't hasn't at least made uh, made it into the pipeline. Uh, Bomb strike. Yeah uh famously first appearing in that group shot on the cover of uh america's elite 25 from devil's due but just cool female character not a lot of appearance and continuity but very unique cool looking figure uh and the fact that she only appeared in the comics well in the cover and in a later issue, but really only one comics appearance, but got a very cool figure. And I would love to see this character fleshed out a little bit more, but definitely would love to see a figure. And you get another printed t-shirt. Yes. And another printed t-shirt that could be sold <laughs> on Hasbro pulse. Look why Hasbro pulse is doing all these t-shirts. Why aren't they selling like survival? Why aren't yeah. they selling orange tiger face t-shirts? Give us that stuff. Just, why, there, why there are, are you thousands ex- of costumers out there who are dying for you to do something official? Well, there are thousands mm-hmm. of costumers out there who know you can go to T Public and just buy bootleg versions of those shirts. <laughs> but, yeah, but if you you know if, if, if you can help get that money to Hasbro, then I'm sure that you're going to have your loyalties, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, 
yeah this is uh um yeah this is this is one that was on my short list as well and i'm trying to remember if she was also i know that helix was on the initial list when um on gi.com when they relaunched it in 2020 and i can't remember if bomb strike was or not because i remember they they brought in uh i think i want to say she was because i think they brought in basically the two major female characters they introduced after a real american hero no i can't remember but it's worth noting that uh she is also the younger sister of blackout and barrel roll Uh, (laughs) that whole family is just they're great your line now need the stall family come on hasbro (laughs) just do a three just do a four pack we need barrel roll both versions of blackout and bomb strike just put out that four pack everybody would buy it just play mass market retail doesn't even need to be a fan channel exclusive everybody would love it give us the stall family uh all right noel what do you got next all right see mine's super easy hasbro so you i know i know that somebody from hasbro is listening you don't have to mold anything new you just gotta recolor a character you've already recolored once because i want rico gaucho gonzalez yes yes uh as uh, as as a figure in this line of course if you don't know this is a gung-ho uh repaint that was done for action force he is the z-force mechanic he was a former circus strongman and yeah he's just a straight up repaint of gung-ho no changes necessary maybe you you'll need you know new accessories you'll have to give him his little satchel and his and his gun and his uh giant wrench which you could just use hard wrenchers right yeah you can save some money mm-hmm. there um but yeah that's it's now a, if a they very wanted, toyetic figure if they wanted to do a different portrait would you be okay with that if they changed his face yeah, yeah. i mean i'd be fine with that too yeah um, i would i would like that yeah i mean obviously every version we've seen and even the way he was drawn the action force comics was the exact same uh, yeah yeah so it's it's we've always seen him as just a gung-ho with a different uh, with a different color jacket and pants on but uh, but I, I'd be fine with you if you changed it up a little bit I I would say give him uh, you know a, a more Latino face with maybe the same mustache as gung-ho yeah and I think that would pass muster obviously a little different skin tone go the super seven route change up those skin tones yeah yeah i'd be good with that uh all right christian back around to you okay so sticking with that family motif my choice is carla doc greer yes Uh, yes yes so i still want my doc but i think it would be really great to have his niece on the shelf next to him yeah i want both i 100 percent agree with you i want both Yep, and I want her to come with actual more medical accessories. Yeah, like almost like Lifeline's case, but instead of the weird mechanical stuff inside, actual medical right. accessories, like triage stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you oh, know, that'd be fantastic. Because I, I, I was looking at GI Nurse when we were first talking about this. And I was like, oh, man, no. But the sort of accessories that she came with, you know, give her a crutch for a wounded Joe. Yeah, a crutch a, or a sling that could right, go a on a Joe sling, Like yeah. that sort of stuff, I I would go nuts. Yeah, that would be great. A, 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 like a head bandage, 
Yeah, that would be very cool. Give her lots of medical accessories. I would love that. Uh, all right, next up, I have got... Now, th- this is a character... This was weird because, you know, in 2009, in place of Cobra Troopers, we got Neo Vipers in the movie. But the Neo Viper actually predates that movie by seven years because it was part of the 2002 line we got the the new cobra trooper was the neo viper and it has this it's got the cobra blue which i really appreciate it has a yellow uh a different well it's at the time the modern version of the cobra symbol because they kind of switched it up and changed the symbol a little bit uh i would be okay if in classified they just wanted to do the Cobra symbol that they've been using, but make it yellow rather than doing the stylized version of it. Uh, but I, I like this helmet. I like the sort of bulkier, more armored look. It's almost like an iron grenadier as a Cobra trooper, but I just like this design and I, you know, anything that's a troop builder, I think is a win for Hasbro. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, of a, course, you have the possibility of repaints as well, because they did a ton of repaints of this guy. Yeah, I'd forgotten about this figure, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a definitely a, a different look. Um, well, and uh, I like its I like its rifle quite a bit, but I hate the laser rifle because it's just a reused part from. Um, oh gosh, whose gun is that originally? Oh, they don't have the little history thing. Oh, here we go. Uh, Version 2 of sci-fi is what this laser gun originally came with. I would not want this with the Neo Viper. Give me me a different weapon. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. Any troop builders are good, and I I just like the design of this guy. I think he looks cool. He is uh, an upgraded Cobra Trooper in a way. Uh, Noel, what you got? All right. I am going to dip into some live action movie territory here. Yes. Now, <clears throat> the question is, like, I know which character I want. The question is, which of the many uh, costumes that were worn in that movie do I want? Um, because there's the there's the training sequence where she's a little bit more. And I'm, I'll say it's it's Retaliation Jinx who is, is who I'm going for here. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's the the just the standard red with the blindfold when she's training. There's the really cool like uh, overcoat look that she's got. I've I think always the yellow the yellow ninja suit. Well, that's and that's the one I'm ultimately going for. The one that yeah. was obviously inspired by Kill Bill, the bride. Yes, um, but I it's just so different, and we're gonna get a Jinx eventually in the main line so i think giving a, a different a completely different look and doing that yellow costume is the way to go with her yeah um said so i i would love to see the other looks like i said i really really do like the um like that kind of maroon overcoat look that she's got mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but I, I definitely would go with that yellow one especially considering that the best scene in any live action gi joe movie is when she's wearing that costume and right right big like silent interlude battle over the mountains yeah we need uh we need figures of everything in that scene we need the little bag that they put uh storm shadow mm-hmm. into 
We need all the repelling gear, everything. All yeah. the ninjas, all the Arashikage ninjas, all of it. I'll buy it all because I bought I bought it all at three and three quarter inch <laughs> scale, but I can only imagine how awesome it would be as classified. Gosh, that seems great. I want to watch that movie as soon as we're done recording. There you go. Even though I don't actually like that movie very much, <laughs> the stuff that's good in that movie is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Christian, back around to you. Okay, so for my last. We are going back to the 70s. Second to last. Should yeah. be oh, second, second to last. last. Yeah, we're on sorry, round sorry, nine. sorry. Yeah, yep, I messed nine. up. I thought we had nine left and we had 12 left. Okay, so I want, hear me out, Eagle Eye G.I. Joe. Oh, my gosh. What now, are you doing? Now, hold on. <laughs> but I, I, I want him to have the backstory of being another indigenous person on the Joe team along with spirit. Okay. Um, but as an homage, so sort of like an all new character, but a total homage to the original Eagle eye GI Joe. Okay. And as much as people would probably hate it um, again in that homage, paint him with the side glancing eyes um yeah well i say pack in an alternate portrait or another there you go make one i would do that that's kind of a regular put on your shelf with your classified figures but make another one that actually has the feature yeah i'm, I, I'm I all love for green it shirts so yeah, yeah. you know for sure him. once we've got you know grunt is on the way yeah so yeah, absolutely. And again, every every single one of yours is is a false con exclusive. <laughs> no, no one's buying them but me. But I'm gonna be like, my God, this is the greatest GI Joe collection ever. <laughs> uh, all right. So my next pick was going to be Iron Claw. Ah. But I had to, and man, I had trouble finding this guy's name because he's on my shelf. He's right here behind me, but I can't remember. I, I couldn't remember his name because he's just the guy with the chainsaw. And that is Bench Press, who Bench was released Press. in 2009 uh, as part of the Rise of Cobra toy line. Whoa. He's, he's not in the movie, but he is a big giant dude with a forearm tattoo a chainsaw uh a chain gun a boonie hat backpack a hatchet a shotgun like this guy is big and bad and ready for action and uh i would absolutely love to see this giant dude represented in the joe uh classified series absolutely yeah, yeah and, this is one that i completely forgot existed and another printed t-shirt that's right with that nice rise of cobra gi joe logo uh yeah all these accessories would be fantastic like everything about i mean honestly the figure is pretty nice he's he uh as is aside from i guess the waist portion 
and the stupid articulation they did on these, like he could be scaled up pretty well. There's a someone did a custom bench press GI Joe Sig, uh, Sigma Six, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. If you oh, just do a, f- yeah, do a search for bench press Sigma Sigma Six, and uh, <laughs> those are some proportions right there. Oh, <laughs> and what a bizarre thing to do. A Sigma Six custom of a 2009 action figure, but he fits. I mean, it looks fantastic. It looks exactly like he would have looked if yeah. he had been a Sigma Six. Wow, that's something else for all the listeners. I highly recommend you Google that. <laughs> uh, all right, Noel, what you got next? All right, I am going with one that, to my knowledge, they never did a figure based on out of the uh the it was out of the comics um it's one of my favorite looks for this character i want to go with the america's elite version of scarlet um which is the the version where she's she's in colors that are very similar to her original figure but she's got like the big uh red mm. shoulder pads with the stars on them oh um, yeah 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 yeah, I've always just loved this, and, and I don't know why they never did a figure based on it. The closest thing I think we got was in that one G.I. Joe versus Transformers pack where she kind of had similar colors, but they were a lot darker and she didn't have like the red shoulder pads. Um, but yeah, I would I I want to see this made into a figure, and what better time to do it than in the classified series? Yeah, 100 percent agree. Uh, and I can't honestly say I had, and, and look, when I say I want a traditional Scarlet, I don't necessarily need like Leotard Scarlet in classified series, but something closer to that than what we have. Uh, I don't know that I would want this one first, but I would want this one as well for sure. Yeah. And I think this captures, this captures Scarlet better than any of the versions we've gotten thus far in classified. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I see this, I immediately think that's Scarlet, even though it's not the original figure, but it just like the way that she's presented, the color scheme and everything, you know, and the weapons, it just like you see that and you're like, hey, it just screams Scarlet, even though it's a completely different costume than what we've seen before. All right, Christian, what is your final pick? Okay. So it if you remember, um, around the Sigma Six time, they did an adventure team set. So once again, I'm going for a deluxe set. Oh boy! And this is the Pyramid of Peril. Not completely sure. I want Snake Eyes because we have a bunch of Snake Eyes in gi joe classified yeah but it's also a way to guarantee this gets made ah good point good point (laughs) um but it is uh this set it was a sigma six snake eyes so give me a snake eyes he's fighting a giant cobra king cobra with um you know its hood out and there is a an altar with a couple of um, swords and a crystal that's being protected by another cobra statue. Um, so I think make 
the articulated cobra even larger yeah um so that it is more of like a monster um and this is my last pick well and this also gives you some nice pieces for like toy photography for like exactly (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely i totally get where you're coming from here i dig it uh all right my final pick is the cobra heavy water trooper google that one up fellas Mm, i'm gonna have to do that this is cobra's radiological weapons specialist their division of toxo vipers oh uh, that go in and handle the stuff that is too much for the toxo vipers to handle they have these incredible armored outfit designs with you guys know I love a hose. <laughs> this backpack with these translucent green hoses that plug into their arms and their legs. Uh, it's a really striking, interesting design. And again, I just want to see how the classified team would handle it. I think this would make a phenomenal one uh, twelve scale figure. I really like yeah. that. It's a very cool looking figure. I, yeah, this is not one that was in my anywhere on my radar. Yeah, although when uh, you Google uh, Cobra Heavy Water Trooper, the uh, Worms of Death yeah, picture yeah, comes yeah. up. So that's the, that's the first thing that pops up. You have to scroll down a little bit to get to this guy. Uh, but yeah, just uh, I I always loved this figure. Uh, as I've said before, I was collecting in this era and buying most of what came out, uh, and and this was one of the more striking designs. So in this GI Joe versus Cobra, lots of cool designs that I'd love to see upgraded, and this is one of them. All right, Noel, you ready to wrap this thing up? I think so. Uh, this never, is it. Uh, you this this better be a whammy. I, well, and I've got <laughs> I've got a handful that I still have on my short list, but I think if I got one more to pick, I'm gonna go back over to our friends across the pond and back to the world of action force. We cannot have a classified line and without producing a Baron iron blood. Oh yes. He was on mine as well. Just such a cool looking figure, just a a great villain. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that, that just unique cylindrical helmet is like nothing in the world of GI Joe, but it works. (laughs) Yeah. And you know you got a really you got a really great opportunity to do a, a, a kind of a cool old man head sculpt under there, uh, that striking like white uniform, um, kind of with tails, and uh, you know just that red white black color scheme has always just been striking to me. So, well, and and I'm jealous. Uh, I mentioned to you guys. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or not. You know, I had a ton of the Eagle Force Returns figures on pre-order at Big Bad. And I hate to say it, I came to my senses and I was like, I cannot do this. I cannot. I just cannot get into this line. (laughs) But they're doing a Baron Ironblood. Mm -hmm. And it looks phenomenal. And I, I want all of those Red Shadows figures that they're doing so badly but i just once i get my robo skull mark ii i might change my mind and go back in on them but for now i space wise finance wise i just can't commit to another line but i would love to see this guy in classified 
What a great looking, like you said, that striking suit with the red in the front and the skull and crossbones. Uh, I, I, he always he always kind of looked like a Bond villain anyway. So yes, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, mm-hmm. just just perfect in this line. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many other action force ones that were on my list. We're getting a red laser, of course, in um, uh, Super the Super Seven. Reaction, so yeah. so I didn't put it on my list, but otherwise, like, so I was like, well, like if you're you're gonna do one you gotta do a bear and iron blood he would be fantastic i would love to see this uh so there you go there are 30 picks for potential future inclusion in the gi joe classified series lots of good stuff in there you guys mentioned some things especially christian mentioned some stuff i never would have thought of (laughs) this is why i'm not in charge of things (laughs) (laughs) but uh that was a great one guys and i think with that it is time to wrap this episode up This is Knowing is Half the Battle, where we each get a little bit of time to talk about anything that may not even be G.I. Joe related. I'm going to kick it off this time, and uh, I'm going to get on my soapbox, but with a little bit of a apologetic tone. Oh. I, I get snippy sometimes on the show and on the YouTube channel, the Needless Things YouTube channel, that is, where you can find tons of G.I. Joe reviews recently. Uh talking about how we collect i open everything i'm an opener i love to see the toy i love to have it in hand i love to pose it and put it on the shelf uh i need to experience the figure and i have on occasion gotten a little bit snippy about mint and box collectors and how i just don't understand it but the point that i want to make right now is every single one of us is important to the gi joe classified series uh openers mint and box collectors figure photographers even scalpers are important they're an important part of the economic ecosystem of gi joe classified so we just we got to appreciate each other maybe not the scalpers as much but everybody else (laughs) we we have to appreciate the differences in why we're collecting how we're collecting and what we love about collecting toys. So if somebody wants to just buy a box and put it on a shelf somewhere or put it in a tote and never look at it again, they're contributing to the success of this line and its longevity. So regardless of whether you understand how or why somebody else collects, we're all vital to everything about how classified is working. So we just, you know, take a minute and think about that and be maybe, and, and I include myself first and foremost in this, maybe be a little more understanding of, of people's differences and how they look at this thing that we all have in common. Because at the end of the day, it's what have we been saying? We're customers. And that's what's important is we bring that thing to the cash register or the cart on the internet or whatever. And we put the money towards the continuance of this thing that we love so much. So let's, let's all uh, everybody be a little more tolerant of how everybody collects. Christian, you got a little babble for us. I do. So um, 
I was on a little bit of a whirlwind drive on Saturday and Sunday, and I discovered a new podcast <clears throat> that is called I Hear Voices. And it is a podcast with um, the voices of Ron Stoppable and Kim Possible uh, interviewing other voice actors. And they had an episode where they interviewed Rob Paulson, the voice of Snow Job. Not what the he's the greatest most... GI Joe of all time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not you know the thing that he's most known for. But they spent a lengthy part of his episode talking about the recording sessions of the GI Joe cartoon, the Sunbow nice. cartoon, and uh, it was really good to hear. Um, and I gotta say that uh, hearing Will Friedel do his take of uh, Cobra Commander and finding out that that is a character that's one of his before I die I have to voice this character oh was nice. like, wow there is still such a love for these you know for these characters out there so um if you guys are interested again it's called I Hear Voices give it a listen that's cool I'm adding that to my spotify right now that sounds cool i would have thought it was a podcast about randy orton and i would have avoided it i was going to say that but i've already interrupted christian like 10 times in this episode so i decided to just save it does he ever does rob paulson ever break into his pinky voice at any point during the podcast he does not but he does go into um yakko because i cannot i if he does it anytime i've ever seen a panel when he breaks into it I can't, I cannot hold myself. I start laughing. <laughs> seeing him do that in person is just the funniest thing in the world. If I could ever see Andy Merrill do Brack live, I would probably just, like, oh my just feel over dead. <laughs> uh, they, I, year, I don't even know how many years ago uh, I went to the Adult Swim panel at Dragon Con and I cannot remember everybody that was on it, but he was on it and did Brack a lot. <laughs> This this might have been like 2008, eight or nine. I don't know. It was, it was a while ago. Seeing John DiMaggio do Bender live was yeah. was enough for me at one point. But yeah, yeah. There's just there's just certain. It's it's one thing to appreciate it when you're watching like something animated. It's another thing to actually see the voice actor put him surreal. Yeah, because they're I mean they're they're acting. It's not just like doing a voice you can it, it's a lot more when you can actually see their body as they're doing it but yeah going off the rails there and that's <laughs> yeah it's cool I, i'm gonna have to check that podcast out uh all right noel what is your babble so as many of you probably know i'm also a big uh, lego fan and um, i was very excited about season three of lego masters i don't know if anybody anybody is watching yes. lego masters so huge uh, fan Season one was was really great. Um, a lot of the people who were on the season one were people that you know I had kind of been following for years. Um, season two, especially personal to me because the the people who won that the second season were actually from Georgia. They are actually in the same Lego users group that I'm in. So um, uh, Stephen and Mark, um, like they actually come to our meetings and stuff. So I you know I'd met them before. Um, season three actually got delayed. So it was supposed to start back in the summer and they didn't start it until last, like last month, or maybe it was like late September. And uh, I finally decided this show is not for me. 
Oh. Hmm. So season one and two were their very reality show styled, but they had these amazing builders. For the most part, everybody who was on that show were like the top talent. But there's only so much top talent you can scout in the world of Lego building. And I noticed a big decline in the quality this season. Oh, wow. And that's and that's one thing like, okay, I don't uh, that that that's not quite as appealing because I just don't see the, the the same thoughts. There's a few people that are really good this season, but for the most part, it's like eh, there, there's definitely a step below. But what killed me is about three weeks ago, they voted a couple of guys off the island. They were the grandpappies because everybody has to have a gimmick this year. Uh. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, what's that? And suddenly two new opponents, like two new entrants appear mm-hmm. that skip the first three eliminations. And there are these two like TikToker guys and, and they're both very talented. But I was like, that's it. The show's not for me anymore. This show is more about spectacle than building. So yeah, two, two a and a third seasons into the show. I'm like, I'm giving up on this. So, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great couple seasons while it lasted and I'm very sad that i'm gonna have to just scratch that show off I, I may go back and try to watch the rest of it but i'm i'm less invested now than i used to be because eh, it's it's not about picking the best lego builder it's about picking who's gonna be the best tv performer mm-hmm. and that's what happens with a lot of these shows though because we were for years we were so into face off mm-hmm. uh the sci-fi like makeup effects show and then it really felt like it got to a point where it wasn't even I, they never quite got to the the drama based stuff of some reality shows but it did feel like it got away from what it started off as and we just kind of lost interest all right guys well that is all we've got for this week our music is by andy samford of electricminnowmusic.com you can follow us on instagram at audible interlude podcast and on twitter at gi joe audible uh and if you've got input if you've got feedback anything you want to tell us any answers you want to give us for things that we didn't know shoot us a message at audible interlude podcast on instagram uh noel why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest the finest is a GI Joe and Cobra, and uh, hey, sometimes Action Force and other uh, GI Joe uh, adjacent lines. Uh, costuming Club, of course, we got uh, garrisons throughout the entire world, garrisons and squads. So if you ever wanted to dress up as your favorite character and join us, we got lots of resources out there for you. Check out the uh, Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook. Check out the finestcc.com out there on the interwebs. And uh, if you see us at a convention, stop and say hi, throw a few bucks our way uh, as we raise money for a great organization called Canines for Warriors. And Christian, where can we find those wonderful photographs? So if you want to look at my photos or if you want to judge me for my picks tonight, leave me a (laughs) comment on my Instagram under the name Legion Cub. And of course, you can check out reviews of uh, all kinds of different toys, including G.I. Joe, on the Needless Things YouTube channel. New reviews at the very least every Monday and Wednesday, but sometimes more often. And you can catch us live streaming there uh, every couple of weeks. We'll put the schedule up on Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Thank you guys for sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. And as always, yo, Joe! Cobra. Cobra.
You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.